Hello everyone. Welcome to Nizain Podcast. In this special podcast, postdoctoral scholar Dr. Dikshita Deka tells us about the book Seeds and Food Sovereignty: Eastern Himalayan Experiences. Dr. Deka has co-authored this book published by the Northeastern Social Research Center as part of a postdoctoral research project titled Practicing Food Sovereignty Indigenous Peoples Agroecological Relationship in Eastern Himalayas Let's listen to Dr Deka Dear listeners I'm Dikshita Deka and I'm happy to introduce our book Seeds and Food Sovereignty Eastern Himalayan Experiences in this podcast on any sign This book is published by the Northeastern Social Research Center in 2023 The contents of this book are brought together by Professor Bengt Carlson from Stockholm University, Dr. Dolly Kikon from the University of Melbourne, Professor Sanjay Barbara from the Tata Institute of Social Sciences, Guwahati campus, Dr. Meenal Tula, Joel Rodriguez and myself from the Northeastern Social Research Center, Guwahati. As social science researchers, this book is our first tiny step towards an ambitious and ongoing project. on practicing food sovereignty in the eastern himalayas we engage with the idea of food sovereignty as inspired by the international movement lavia campesina as i quote the right of peoples to healthy and culturally appropriate food produced through ecologically sound and sustainable methods and their right to define their food and agriculture system in solidarity with its purpose our book upholds the rights of the indigenous people in shaping their agricultural journeys unravels the stories of seed savers and indigenous food practitioners from northeast india introduces seed stories and indigenous knowledge from bangladesh focuses on heritage and new crops in the eastern himalayas including bhutan and follows the trajectories of food changes in the everest region of nepal Centering around the seeds, the book draws heavily from the experiences of the experts, which include farmers, seed scientists, food activists, and researchers. They have helped us distinguish between indigenous, hybrid, high-yielding, and genetically modified seeds. They have helped us understand the immense importance of indigenous knowledge in building sustainable food systems. They have helped us explore the community's seed. banks and seed libraries in the eastern himalayas where we have realized the pivotal role played by the women in the community in saving and sharing the seeds it is pertinent to briefly describe the journey of this book which began with a conversation last year with mohan chandra bora the founder of the annapurna seed library in jorhat as the custodian of over 400 indigenous varieties of paddy from northeast india Bora pushed towards taking the indigenous knowledge from the fields directly to the classrooms instead of conference halls as he believed in the power of the youth in bringing profound changes. As a result, the Food Sovereignty Project team had organized the two days workshop called Seeds for the Future in Guwahati in September 2022. On the first day of the workshop, Mahanchandra Bora from the Annapurna Seed Library Sanu Suha from the Sejami Women Society, Amba Jameer from the Integrated Mountain Initiative and the Sustainable Development Forum Nagaland, Manoram Gogoi from Tholgiri Guwahati, Dr. 
Bhaktaram Moro from the Northeast Slow Food and Agro Biodiversity Society, Nesvas Meghalaya, and Vilachunuo Gloria from the Northeast Network, Nagaland, shared their personal stories with the research team, their childhood around the fields, the family customs and labor connected to agriculture, stories of them becoming farmers, seed savers and food activists, their curiosities of not knowing enough about their indigenous food, their keen observation of the food fast disappearing, or encounters with new challenges which have impacted food production. Those stories were not just interesting but gave us a thousand questions to reflect upon. What were our indigenous food? Where did it go? Why did people stop growing or consuming it? Who decides what we should grow? How we should grow? What we should buy? What we should eat? Why are our farmers poor or why are our people mostly belonging to farm farming communities have left agriculture altogether? These questions were carried forward to the second day of the workshop when we organized a panel discussion, Indigenous Food Ways, the Future of Seeds, Food and Community in the Eastern Himalayas. That time, our resource persons shared their seed and food stories with the students at the Center for Ecology, Environment and Sustainable Development of the Tata Institute of Social Sciences, Guwahati. They also displayed indigenous seeds of paddy, millets and beans from their collection for the students to see it, touch it, feel it and mostly to make them aware about our indigenous food and the challenges faced by it under climate change as well as under the market economy. During the panel discussion, questions were raised and discussed on the sustainability of chum cultivation, preservation of indigenous seeds, impact of the green revolution on agricultural produce and nutritional values, and the viability of practicing organic farming in the global south, particularly focusing on the case of Sri Lanka. Later that day, the resource persons, students and the research team traveled to Sipajar in Dorong district of Assam and collaborated with the elders at Florica Nursery to explore around the themes of seeds, plants, pests and farm to plate. Engaging questions from the students and reports from the field found home in the pages of this book. In that sense, this book is an experimental one, which includes the voices of the custodians of indigenous seeds and food, observations of the students, and the field experiences of the research team. It aimed at promoting collaborative learning and mapping an inclusive ecological pedagogy. The book includes personal narratives, reports from students, interviews, photo essays, travel tales, and autoethnographic and reflective pieces. For instance, following the lives of heritage crops like millet, buckwheat, and job steers, Bengt Carlson wrote about the cultural significance of these plants, its resilience, and the community efforts in reviving them. Along with Carlson, Minal Tulla further focuses on the community seed banks run by the women in Nagaland, which runs on the principle, I quote, if you take one cup of seeds, you return two. These conversations and initiatives take us to the past, to our food histories. This contrasts the prevailing monocultures promoted by the state and practiced by the farmers at the face of market dynamics, which have killed the diversity of food and deepened farmers' dependencies. Dolly Kikon writes about the new crops that do not come home but reach the markets directly from the farm, 
unlike the heritage crops which are considered sacred and saved for the next year. Drawing from her interlocutors in Bhutan, Kikon highlights factors of income, labor and taste in shaping the changing agricultural patterns. While our region has the potential to be sovereign in food production, there are new challenges. For instance, Sanjay Barbara articulates that the local people are not able to design their futures. He writes, I quote, they are sometimes persuaded and sometimes coerced into corroding their landscapes with chemicals and cutting down forests for plantations by a small group of local elite and powerful corporate interests. While these challenges flag out the difficult task of controlling the agricultural production, what remains even dangerous is losing control over seeds. It was finally the pandemic as written by Joel Rodriguez in the book that was the wake-up call re-realization in assessing the status of food security in the region. The lockdown, Joel writes, had necessitated individuals and communities to be self-reliant. The pandemic has pushed us to rethink about land ownership, promotion of cash crops, falling agricultural income and migration seriously in alienating people from agriculture. In between these numerous challenges, the work, knowledge and stories of our interlocutors had generously opened up new perspectives directly from the indigenous people which we hope to share in this book. For instance, the Annapurna Seed Library in Jorhat and the Seed Library at Talanda Ananda Mohan High School in Rajshahi district of Bangladesh bear witness to the incredible food diversity that we have in the Eastern Himalayas. These libraries sow the seeds of indigenous knowledge in the minds of the young people and enhance their connection to the ecosystem. Besides, the photo essay from Kumbu in the Everest region of Nepal brings to the readers the food sovereignty stories from the Sherpa community and reflects on the changes faced in the region under climate change and development infrastructures. On behalf of all the six editors of this book, I am happy to state that we see it as a community engagement book, a book meant for anyone beyond academic disciplines who are interested in learning about seeds and the food that are our own. One can also download the ebook for free from the website www.dollykicon.com. The paperbacks are available on Amazon. Thank you and have a great day ahead. That was Dr. Dixita Deka. Download Nizine app to keep listening to Nizine podcast. Thank you.